My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews mean the world to us. If you would do that and in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Yes, and I am here thanking you guys, welcome you all with um, the Breakfast with Champions. How I always like to start off my segment 
I'm going to allow Pastor Jeff, I'm going to pass the mic to Pastor Jeff so he can set the tone for us. Pastor Jeff, take it away. There we go. Can't hear Pastor Jeff. Is it just me or is it we can't hear Pastor Jeff? I couldn't hear him either. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Take it away, Pastor Jeff. All righty. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Let it go. Can't let this thing cold up. You're in the Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. We're here to bring you motivation, education, and inspiration from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, 6 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. And don't forget about Club 111. Get your worship on on Sunday. We now have access to over 100 thought leaders with all different backgrounds, approaches, and expertise, and with one common goal to help you succeed. Our desire is to have you there wherever you are. So head over to the breakfastwithchampions.live. That's breakfastwithchampions.live to subscribe to the podcast so you can listen anytime that you feel comfortable as well as to see the link to all of the other Breakfast with Champions on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and on Instagram. Well, you are here today with Renee Knorr on this Finance Friday, and we're going to prepare now for a wonderful information segment with the none other than the beautiful, the talented, and uh, the intelligent Renee Knorr. Thank you so very much, Pastor Jeff. Everyone has to have a reset king such as you. I mean, you really are just um, so talented, and we're so grateful to have you along with the Breakfast with Champions family. That's right, guys. We are an award-winning Breakfast with Champions, and I'm excited because here we are for fearless finance and you already know i look i like it because it's to me it's money fridays how about that and what we're going to be doing we're going to be discussing wealth building strategies i want you guys to flash your microphones if you're ready to learn some information that's just going to really continue to help you build some of the strategies thanks to elijah for pouring into you guys yeah i just want to make sure everybody's here there we go we got some all right hey monica hey tip all right mr cosmo wonderful 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 well, guys, I'm grateful because if you guys can recall my background, it definitely comes from retail banking as vice president. I've been, you know, working working with um, companies, two of those different brands. And I remember when I left the banking industry in about 2009, we did not have, you know, those real conversations about different wealth strategy options. And let me just be honest with you guys. I didn't know how to really multiply and grow my money back there, not exponentially. And currently right now, of course, we knew about the bonds. We knew about some of the T-bills. But in all actuality, guys, I didn't even read about Robert Kiyosaki, you know, rich dad, poor dad, not until 2016, 17. I'm going to be honest. 
honest. And then with his second book, The Cash Flow Quadrant, you know, that book right there, not only did it open up and broaden my horizon, it made me realize how many of us was pretty much on the wrong side of that cash flow quadrant. We were on the wrong side of money. And when I thought about it, it's like 95%, 95% of the workforce make up of only 5% of the wealth. And when you look at that cash flow quadrant, when you talk about the investors as well as you talk about the wealth-driven individuals, you're talking about 5%. That's 5% that make up 95% of the wealth. I said, well, I need to get into this. I need to really empower myself and see what it is that I'm missing and how can I really become better just in my financial, um, just in my financial, um, you know, appetite. I need to whet my appetite a little bit more. Well, I'm grateful today because when you think about this, guys, whatever you do, and I say this, whatever, whenever it takes some time to work towards, you know, you're being persistent, resilient, as well as patient and having perseverance and the desire to win, you're going to have to get out your comfort zone. And I'm so excited about the guests that we're getting ready to welcome um, and bring to the table for you guys today. I have so much respect and I'm very grateful to welcome our guests. The first one is the professor of economics. Now I'll say this guys, most people say the measures, and I hope you guys can hear me okay, the measures of success is not the number of people who serve you, but the number of people you serve. And this professor has been in his field for more than 21 years. Not only is he an author of The Truth About Money, but also we're gonna learn a little bit more about Professor Econ, Mr. Todd Allen. I also invited my co-mod with me today is the investor, advisor, and world-renowned strategist, the Hope Dealer. You guys know him on the clubhouse because he's right here with us as well, Michael Robeson. So I'm so happy to have you guys. Welcome to Fearless Finance. Hey guys, how are you? Awesome, good to be here. Awesome, hi professor. Hello, thank you for inviting me in here. Thank you, it's a great room. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I know we're ready to talk about some ways that we can build some wealth. Is that correct, Professor? Uh, yes, it is. Awesome. <laughs> well, I know how important it is, you know, just with you alongside with everything that you've been able to do in 21 years. I would like for you to do this for us, Professor, if you don't mind. I would like for you to share your story with us and also include where you're from, because a lot of people have to understand how did you get started? And for 21 years, I'm just, I'll say you are a true blessing to society and I'm grateful that you are here with us. So I'm going to yield the mic to you, Professor Todd, take it away. Thank you so much, Renee. And uh, hello, Michael. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to see you again or to speak with you again. Uh, and hello, everyone in the room. Um, it's, a, it's an honor to be here uh, to, to address this, this room, and especially the topic, Fearless Finance. Uh, I was born in uh, L.A., Little Akron, Ohio, uh, same neighborhood as LeBron James. And when I was growing up, uh, we did not grow up in a, uh, a wealthy area uh, of town. But one of the things that my grandmother, my grandfather always told us to do is they always told us to read. Uh, my grandmother was an avid reader. 
Uh, my grandfather didn't have more than a third grade education, but he, he was always reading and, and told us to, to constantly read books. And so I grew, I, I had a love for books. Uh, and so while I was growing up, uh, what I wanted to be when I grew up was not a basketball player, but I wanted to be the first black astronaut. Uh, but Guyon Buford Jr. beat me to it. And Calculus 2 told me that I don't think that uh, you want to be an astronaut. I think you want to change your career field. And so I read a book called Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun by a guy named Reginald Lewis. And a lot of people don't know who Reginald Lewis was, uh, but he was actually a financier. Uh, he grew up in uh, Baltimore, went to Dunbar High School, ended up going to Harvard Law School, and he became a financier. He bought a company called McCall Pattern for millions upon millions of dollars. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, Reginald Lewis was actually the first black billionaire in the United States. And so that book really motivated me to go into the area of uh, finance. And so I went to uh, college, got my undergrad in finance, got my master's and uh, two masters, one in international business, one in finance. And then uh, I pursued uh, neuroeconomics uh, PhD at, uh, at uh, one point because I wanted to know what the thought process was about how to become wealthy and to uh, become more and more like uh, the person that I read in the book, Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun? So that was kind of the start uh, of my career. Uh, my father was a, um, an adjunct professor of business in, uh, at the University of Akron. And when he had tickets to go to the Ohio State University football games at eight o'clock in the morning, he would always ask me to uh, to teach his class, his uh, business his business math class. So I would do that, and I grew had a, a, created a love for actual education, actual teaching, and so that's how I got started in teaching. I later became a dean of uh, business for the uh, for Chancellor University, helped create the Jack Welch School of Management. And uh, I've been teaching business, finance, and economics for over 21 years at the collegiate level. Very, very impressive. You know what I'll say also about um, Professor Todd? You know, it's all about the environment, your association. Being able to be with the right-minded people have definitely seems if has helped you to really not only uh, allow you to manifest into you know this world that you're in right now, but it's also provided you with the opportunities as well. You know, I want to know because it's so you know if everybody noticed with the the icons that we have with the marketing collateral, it's a little bit more of a cartoon style, and we did that because you inspired us. So can you share with everyone a little bit more about Professor Econ? Because right now I got something for you. I, I hope Pastor Jeff could just play just a little bit of this one for you. When I see Professor Econ, he is so smooth. He has so much class. And most importantly, he's very inviting. You know, he's very inviting. If you turn up just a little bit, Pastor Jeff, because I can't hear you if you're doing it. I'm a classic man. So when I look at your icon, he has such class. So share with us, how did Professor Econ with this whole cartoon, you know, element come about? Well, thank you for that. And thank you, uh, Pastor Jeff, for that. Um, I, I like comics. I grew up 
reading comic books. And that's how I was able to develop a vocabulary uh, from an early age when I was watch, uh, reading, reading comic books. And so uh, one of my favorite comics is the X-Men. And they actually had, uh, you know, Professor X, Professor Xavier. And so I was thinking as I was, as I became, started teaching economics and realizing that economics really is all about choices and also realizing that each and every one of us in this room is really a superhero waiting to be discovered. And so I created the icon Professor X. He is basically the, the, uh, the person of color, uh, Professor X but wanted to be Professor Econ because, as I said, economics is really a study of choices. And so what I do is I, I, I work with people, my students, and also clients in helping them to develop a high-performance uh, lifestyle and re re regarding the idea of choices along five areas, income, education, food, transportation, and housing. And so Professor Econ is that, that character that helps people to develop the superhero within them along the ideas of making better choices for themselves, for their families, and for their communities. Very, very important information there. I appreciate you sharing that. And you know what I, I also will add as well, um, Professor, how important it is for us, like you said, choices. It's really about all the choices that we make. It's not so much about us holding ourselves back, but right now, you know, one of the things I share with many. I always say the universe is definitely our playground and we have to get more diverse, not only just from, you know, from our economics, but just always making sure that we're keeping ourselves right in alignment with growth. And in order to do that, we have to keep ourselves current with what's taking place. I appreciate how that you, how you've actually was able to find that identity to also make it more especially because you're working with the kids. You know, every year I work with about 100 students. And my goodness, this is definitely one of those ICAS that they would be able to also relate to. You know, one of the things, um, you know, when I look at you, you know, from um, being an author, you know, right now you're, you have already written over three books. I just find it so amazing. And I'm sure Michael can also pour into this. When we have such icons, that are so open. I mean, currently right now, you're relocated, you're out, in, you're actually in Colombia, is that correct? You're, we're talking to you all the way in Colombia. Yes, I'm in Bogota, Colombia currently. Now, how was that transition for you? Share that information with us. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> um, my, my wife and I, my wife is Colombian and uh, we got married here in uh, Bogota, Colombia, October of 2019. And so, uh, I went back to the U.S. in December of 2019, and then the pandemic hit. And so Colombia closed its borders from uh, early, uh, late January, early February uh, until September. And, and so when they decided to open the country back up in September, I decided that I was going to move from the United States to Colombia. So I sold everything in the U.S. in September, and I moved uh, to Colombia because I wanted to be with my family. And, and I mean, everybody has suffered during this during this time. Uh, we've lost we've lost family members. We've lost friends. We've we've been separated from our loved ones. And so I had made the choice at that particular time that my family was most important. That family over everything, and that you know we can always figure out how to to make money to survive. But we can't always have the loved ones because one thing that we don't have, and that is a non-sustainable resource, is time. 
Um, we can't save it. We can't put it in the bottle for a later day. The only time that we have is, is, is now. And a lot of people say, well, we only die once, and that's not true. We, we basically, I'm sorry, we only live once, but that's not true. We die once, but we live every single day. And so I had made the choice that I wanted to be with my family. So I decided at that point that I wanted to move to, to Columbia. And that has been a life-changing event, and it has basically 10x my life. I love that. You know, something I know we, we had the chance to discuss this earlier is, uh, is that mindset. And, you know, we're in a new economy now, right? The, the world shifted. You know, like you being in Bogota is a, is a testament to that idea of a new economy because the borders seem to be missing in a lot of ways um, and our ability to have access. Talk about what it looks like to consider or the mindset that it takes when you are looking at building a life and building wealth outside the confines of suburbia America or urban America, whatever our perspective is, um, you know, even in the UK, you know, the townships and the, the family structures that we were traditionally raised under as that shifts into this modern, more borderless, you know, boundless area, what types of mindset shifts have occurred for you as you build wealth, not just for the bank account, but wealth in your personal well-being? Uh, thank you for that, Michael. That's a great question. Um, when I arrived in Colombia, I uh, was not fluent in the language. Uh, it was a, a totally different, it is a totally different culture. Uh, they do things quite differently here uh, than what I was accustomed to. So it was like stepping into another planet, stepping into another world. And, uh, and for the first two months, the first 60 to 90 days, I should say, it was extremely difficult because what we what we like to do sometimes is that when we live in one place and we move somewhere else we want to bring that environment that we left to the new place uh, because in many instances we don't like change but once I once I could start breathing because again uh, we're in the Andes Mountains so we're at 8,800 feet so I would walk up steps and thinking I was having a heart attack but it, I, it wasn't a heart attack it was just basically getting acclimated to the to the altitude here once I, I, I made up my mind that, you know, there was no coming back. It was sort of like I've had, I, I burned the ship. There was, no, there was no plane ride back to the U.S. and made the decision that I was staying here. Uh, it, it basically 10x my life. I got in shape. I, I lost 30 pounds. Uh, my blood pressure was, 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 was lower. Uh, I had no more bouts with gout. I changed my diet, certainly because of more fruits and vegetables here, not as much fast food. Um, McDonald's is so far away, you know, <laughs> that's not even an option. Uh, so, so Michael, you know, my life, I'm, I'm wealthier now because I'm around loved ones. I'm here with my wife and, and my family. Um, I'm, I'm here with nieces and nephews and they've all adopted me. Uh, I'm, I'm able to, to become more fluent in the language and I know what's going on around me. The neighborhood that I'm living in, everybody knows who I am because, you know, I'm, I'm the gringo, right? But but they treat me with respect. They look out for me. And I have, have regained a lot of the things that a lot of us have lost during this pandemic by being separated from loved ones. So uh, thank you for that question, Michael. So in keeping with that, again, I, you know, we have the, the privilege of having talked a little bit earlier today about this. But I think folks in this room, what would be really valuable for them when they think about 
actual wealth, you know, the things that we're going to leave behind, the legacy, the money in the bank, uh, the assets that we have. And we talk about diversity and changing our mindset of looking at that. You know, we, we talked a lot about the reality that, at least in the U.S., our currency is an idea, not really an asset at this point. When you think about building assets and building wealth, what tools and what – and again, I, I, I want to bring mindset into this because I think mindset matters above all. But what tools or what focuses in mindset really uh, can help the folks who are listening today think about building wealth and building assets to preserve their future and, and preserve future generations that come beyond them? Thank, thank you for that, Michael. And, and, and you're absolutely right. The, the, the mindset that, 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 helped, that I developed while I'm here is really understanding the importance of money and what money really is. Each person in this room is, is money, actually. You are the thing of value. It's not the, the, the dollar bill that has a dead person on it. It's not the piece of paper, which is no really, diff no really difference from a, a piece of notebook paper, but simply has you know, color to it and, and a dead person. The, the real value of money is each of us as individuals. We are the golden goose, if you will, that the only thing of real value is us as the living human embodiment of, of, of the most high. And so the idea of changing the mindset is that we first have to realize that how important we are and that nothing can be created without us being the creative force behind it. And so the real value is the creative mentality that we have, the thing of value that we give to other people, that we give to the world. And that's how we really truly grow wealth. It's not the amount of dead presidents or, uh, well, since I use Benjamin Franklin in my book, he wasn't a president, dead people uh, that we have in the bank account. It's the value that we give to people to help them to 10x their lives or to add value to their lives, their community, and their family. That's the real value. And so the real asset is not the paper. The real asset in, in, in many instances is not the gold or the silver. The real asset is you or I as the human being. That's amazing. I know also, um, Professor, you spoke about this also as you were breaking it down, talking about the secrets of wealth in your book. And I would say congratulations as well. I know you're going to be coming out with your book October the 9th. And with that, I'm, no, I'm sure we'll talk about some ways that can bring some solutions. But I really wanted to, you know, talk about, you know, why you felt it was so important for you to write the book right now. And after that, I would like to um, open up for those who may have a question that they may want to ask the professor. Please flash your mics. Okay, I see Cosmo, you have a question. And so if you can answer that question for me, um, share with us about your book, professor. And then what we'll do, we'll go into the audience so we can get some engagement. How does that sound? Uh, fantastic. Thank you again. Uh, why I wrote the book now. Um, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, I wrote the book now because I, I think, well, the, the, the time is now because I'm in a space now where I'm able to really be more creative. When I was in the U.S. and separated from my wife the first year of our, of our marriage, I really, uh, my, my focus was not on, on, well, my focus was all over the place, really, just trying to figure out how I could get here, figure out how I can be with my family. And so while I'm here with my family, I'm much more relaxed and I really understand the importance of, of the people that we have around us and how important our creativity is. And so, and so the book, The Secret About Money, is 
the, the fact is that our education system has done a number on us. Our education system has taught us that, you know, we need to, uh, you know, go to school, get a degree or get uh, to go out and get a job and to work in somebody else's dream and not really realizing that when we receive that dollar bill or that, that $15 an hour, that's one hour of our life that we'll never get back that we basically sacrificed on the altar of, of paper money for, for the benefit of someone else. And what and who have we sacrificed? We've sacrificed our family. We've sacrificed our, our, our freedom. We've sacrificed, sacrificed our lives trying to chase that bag. And then the current culture talks about, you know, hustle. We have to hustle. Well, the idea is that if we're continually hustling, right, what we're doing is we're sacrificing our loved ones on the altar of the hustle. And so what I wrote that when I wrote this book, the idea was what's really, truly important and what is truly valuable. And the true value, again, is not the piece of paper. The true value is you and I as the human, the living human being, because, you know, God uses people to bless other people. And the money is just a result of the creativity that we're able to to uh, to bring into existence. Thank you for that question. You are so welcome. You're so welcome, Professor. Um, I, what would what I like for us to do again, the name of the book is The Truth About Money, and it is available on Amazon. And please, um, if you haven't already um, looked into that and if you haven't already followed the professor, I highly encourage you to do so. This conversation is amazing. I know for sure, Cosmo, you had a question that you want to pour into um, the professor. Please take it away, Cosmo. Well, I appreciate you, Renee. You've done a fabulous job in the room today. Thank you for uh, Pastor Jeff for uh, the resets and what he do in the room, right? And it's a privilege and an honor to be able to speak with Professor Econ today. Professor, I share a lot of your values and a lot of the things that you've said on the stage, right? But my question for you is, is after your journey of teaching uh, education and finance, right, and writing books, what has teaching economics and finance taught you about people and life in general. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Cosmo. And uh, I'm pausing because I'm, I'm writing down your, your, your question there. Uh, what, what has economics taught me about people? Economics, the study of economics is a study of choices. And so what I have learned about people is that it doesn't matter their race, color, creed, they can be, you know, black, brown, yellow, pink, polka dot, or fuchsia. It doesn't matter the, 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 the skin tone. It doesn't matter the language. It doesn't matter the, the, the historical background or where they're living, where they're from, or their values or their beliefs. It doesn't matter. Each person has value. And so each person can actually give you some information that will help you to become a better person, a better human being, and to add value to society. So what, what economics has taught me and the teaching of it is taught me how valuable each and every person can be. Um, from presidents of universities to presidents of or CEOs of companies to the people that I meet in the street that are that are that are that are homeless or that are selling uh, trash bags here in Colombia to be able to make a living. Each person has value. Each person has uh, something that they can give you to help you become a better person and help you to give more value to the world. And so that's what I've, I've learned, Cosmo, along my journey. Thank you so much for that question. 
That was indeed a great question. And I want to see if anyone else, if they would like to ask another question, if someone may have one question for the professor. And if so, one minute, because we're almost right that time. Hey, okay. Renee, TM, TM Holland, right, don't have TM, a question, yes. but man, oh man, great, great interview. Um, and I, I just want to say, uh, Professor E. Connor, very rarely do I hear uh, people talk about Reginald F. Lewis. Uh, T.M. Hyman speaking, if you go to my LinkedIn, his face uh, is my, my, my avatar. Uh, I have followed Reginald F. Lewis since I was a young kid, right? Being such a dynamic uh, figure, like in the early 80s, as you mentioned, like the first uh, multimillionaire, right? And so I, I followed McCall, Beatrice, uh, and, and even the museum uh, that he has up in Baltimore. So just appreciate this conversation. Uh, and when you mentioned his name, just brought up so many, uh, so many thoughts and memories for me. TM, and I'm complete for now. Thank, thank you for that, TM. Again, Reginald Lewis, that, if, if I had to go to the one point that changed my life, his book basically changed my life because he grew up in the neighborhood much like I did. And he basically was able not only to change uh, uh, the, the, the lives of people around him, but he basically changed the, the attitude, my attitude about, uh, you know, being black in America and being able to create wealth. He created an international company, an international food company. So he, he was in 10 different countries. Uh, before it was popular, before we really knew what expatriates were really all about. So thank you for that, TM. I must say thank you again, Professor Todd, for not only being able to bring so much value added to today's conversation, but also to just really shine the light. I know for sure we're going to have to bring you back because, you know, these 30 minutes go by so fast. And Michael, I mean, we just was like, just getting warmed up. We were just getting started, right? That's Michael? right. <laughs> you know it. Yes. So, Professor, do you mind if we bring you back um, at another time? And I just right want everybody to know how to right go about here. getting the truth about money. It is located on Amazon. And we love for you guys to definitely go ahead on and get the edible copy of the um, the book, The Truth About Money, thanks to Mr. Todd Allen, Professor Econ. It has been an amazing opportunity in getting to know you better. And you know what? I keep our food bags packed, so we're going to have to come to Columbia. Michael, I think we need to take a trip, okay? <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.